0: Hello and welcome to the Better Faster Cheaper Ideas podcast. My name is Vivek Kuchibotla and I'm the founder of BFC Ideas, a consultancy focused on helping marketers and agencies improve their performance. As we all know, because I've said it before, the industry is changing. And while the great minds in New York, London, Paris and Silicon Valley try to change the industry from the top down, This podcast aims to change it from the bottom-up, one issue at a time. Today's podcast is called 10 Tips to Make Your Briefs More Inspiring, Part 2. In Part 1, I spoke about five ways to make briefs more inspiring. Just to recap, the five tips were... number 1. Get rid of the marketing jargon and the big words. Strip your brief of all the BS. Tip number two, understand and use your creative's modalities. Figure out if he's visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and brief him accordingly. Tip number three, create and use an insights journal. Write down everything you can, all the observations you have of of a category and a target over a period of time, of weeks, maybe months. And when you need a killer insight to write your brief, it's probably going to be in the insights journal. Tip number four, go where the action is. Figure out where your product is used and experience it. Figure out where your product is sold and experience it, and use that experience to enrich your brief. Tip number five, understand your category truths and use them creatively. Identify the rules that govern the advertising in the category, understand why they exist, and explain it to your creatives, and then challenge your creatives to be creative about those rules. Now let's look at another five ways to fire up the inspiration machine. Here we go. Tip number six, play with ideas before you write the brief. This is something that happens frequently in the industry. As the team thinks about the project, a great idea might pop up. Everyone recognizes the power of the idea and the brief is written after the fact. No one likes to acknowledge this or talk about it as if it were a dark, dirty little secret. But the truth is that it happens in many creative industries and there's nothing to be ashamed of. As much as we think we can logic our way to great ideas, experience shows that ideas happen at strange times and under strange circumstances, often out of the blue. So what can we learn from this? Before you write a brief, spend a couple of hours with your team trying to generate ideas with no brief whatsoever. Just think about the product and think about the target. Set a goal of say 15 different approaches, make it challenging and don't evaluate the approaches while you're brainstorming. Chances are that two or three of these quote unquote baby ideas, I like to call them baby ideas because they're not fully formed, but there's enough there to know that there's potential. Chances are that one or two of these baby ideas will excite the group. Make sure that these ideas are in strategy Choose one and write your brief around it. So what we're saying is, let the idea inspire you to write a better brief. Tip number seven, stay away from fake people, like this lady. This lady is 45, although she looks about 27. She's an excellent housewife. Her house is in perfect order all the time. Every day, she wakes up early to serve a delicious, yet nutritious breakfast to her two young children. The smiling family has breakfast around the table, chatting and laughing until they have to head off to face the day. Our heroine then leaves for the office. It turns out that she's also a highly successful executive. She's completely at home at the cor- in the corporate world. She wows the CEO of the company with a brilliant presentation and is congratulated by all of her colleagues. There's not a hint of competition, politics, or jealousy in the air. She then heads home to help her children finish their homework and to prepare a delicious yet nutritious dinner before packing them off to bed. And finally, she shares some wine with her husband and slips into something more comfortable. The evening is not quite over yet. People will look at this woman and laugh. She obviously does not exist. Except in some very, very bad packaged goods commercials. She's a fake person that only exists in the world of fake advertising. And she's born of fake target descriptions in crappy briefs. As attractive as this woman may be, stay away from her. Using her and perfect people like her in your briefs will make your advertising less believable. Now, hold on a minute, you might be thinking. We are smart people and do not deal in stereotypes. We have a deep and insightful understanding of our consumer. As my daughter would say, no offense, but I beg to differ. Lots of advertising people live in bubbles and are totally unaware of it. Let me give you a few examples. Think of a hip young single planner working in a New York agency based in Brooklyn. Do you think she can understand the mindset of a Republican pro-life housewife in Alabama without falling into stereotypes? Or think of an educated bilingual planner working in an agency in Mexico City who loves Game of Thrones and has never set foot in the subway or in any other form of public transport. Will she easily be able to get in the head of a poorly paid construction worker who watches open TV, loves lucha libre, the Mexican version of wrestling, and drinks cheap brandy to celebrate special occasions? Or here's another way to look at it. How many target descriptions of 50-plus men can you think of that include the words lazy, ugly, overweight, Slob? None probably. But believe me, there are a lot of us and we buy a lot of products. So make sure your target's real. Real people have strengths and weaknesses, virtues and vices. They're not perfect. Try to capture those real people and those real emotions and those real situations in the brief and the ideas will be much more powerful. Tip number eight, interview your real target and give him what he wants. Everyone knows that to better understand what your target really wants, you do the research. Observe them, talk with them, and learn to interpret what they say and what they want. Once you have this information, tailor your message so that it appeals to them. So why not apply this approach to your brief? Who's the target of your brief? For whom is it written? Who does it seek to inform and inspire? The answer is clear. It's the creatives. It has to work for them. If you want to write a better brief, sit down with them and ask them what they want, how they want it, when they want it, and where they want it. There's something that you don't understand. Dig a little deeper. They themselves may not be totally clear, so work with them to clarify all the issues. Write the brief to make it as user-friendly as you can. The target, your creative, will definitely be happier and the work will be better. Tip number nine. Ask yourself if the creative brief inspires you. Be honest. As I said earlier, and I've said several times in this podcast, I think, there's an incredible amount of debate regarding the quality of creative briefs. Most of the things that are said are not very nice, and this has made writing a brief very scary. So what happens Whatever you write in that document is going to reflect on your reputation and your standing as a professional. So it's natural to react defensively. To protect ourselves, we use big words and do so as often as possible. Marketing buzzwords and jargon are always a welcome because they make you sound intelligent. Who can argue with marketing buzzwords? The insight has been verified in research. It's bulletproof. Tables and data protect you because how can you argue with facts? You take cover in learnings and success models. And when you finish writing the brief, you end up with a finely crafted marketing document. It totally covers your ass, but does it help create great work? That's a question you have to ask yourself. So, think about it. Ask yourself three things. Does this brief immediately spark creative solutions? If you had to write the advertising, could you come up with an idea? In short, does it inspire you? Be honest with yourself, if the answer is no, it probably won't do the trick with someone else. Start over. Your brief is not ready until it inspires you. Tip number 10, do a postmortem on the brief. For most agencies, it's unthinkable to put advertising on the air and forget it. Results have to be measured, learnings gleaned. What worked, what didn't work, what needs to be changed? How should it be changed? What can be done better the next time around? If we believe that this works for our brands, it should work for our briefs as well. After every project, the person writing the brief should do a post-mortem on it. Sit down with the team and talk about the brief in light of the end result. Was the work as good as expected? If it was, what in the brief helped? If it wasn't good enough, Where was the brief lacking? What conclusions can be useful for the next project? What can be done differently and better? You can also do this by digging up three pieces of work that the agency is proud of and comparing them to their respective briefs. What can you learn? Then do the same thing for three pieces of lousy work. What can you identify in the briefs that led to substandard work? How can you avoid this in the future? Before too long, you'll have much better briefs. Use the post-mortem to bring your brief to life. See what I did? I thought it was funny. I learned a long time ago that it's better to under and over-deliver. I said I'd give you 10 tips, but I'm gonna throw in an extra. So here it is. Tip number 11, and this one is a little bit crazy. Tweet your brief. Since we all started tweeting, we've learned to live with the discipline of 140 characters. It forced us to focus on a key message. I know that Twitter's moved to 280 characters, but since I'm giving the tips and this is my podcast, I'm going to stick to 140. So try to tweet your brief to fit in 140 characters. Try to capture who you're talking to and what the bra- brand needs to convince them off in 140 characters. Take, take several shots at it. Have several different people write down their own version of the tweet then look at the different tweets and pick the winner. That's gonna be your brief. Have the creatives work on several approaches and filter them against the brief. The approach that does what the tweet asks to do is the way to go. So here's a quick recap of the last six tips. Tip number six, play with ideas before writing the brief. Tip number seven, stay away from fake people, fake target descriptions. Tip number eight, interview your real target, the creative, and give him what he wants in the brief. Tip number nine, ask yourself if the creative brief inspires you and be honest. Tip number 10, do a post-mortem. Learn from previous experiences. And tip number 11, tweet your brief. Focus what you need to do in a message that has less than 140 characters in it. There you have it. Between the first podcast and this one, we have 11 things that can ramp up the inspiration level on a brief. Try them out. Some may work better for you than others, but here's the bottom line. Nine out of 10 briefs currently do not provide inspiration. If several or even one of these tips works for you, the creatives and the agency, you will have made a huge step forward. The work will be better, it'll be done faster and therefore cheaper, and it'll be more fun. What's not to like? Well, that's it for this podcast. Please look out for the next episode of the Better Faster Cheaper Ideas podcast, where I will talk about the four basic types of clients and how to sell to each one of them. I hope you found this podcast enjoyable and useful. If you did, please feel free to review, like, and share it. If you'd like to contact me, I can be reached via email at vivek, V-I-V-E-K, at bfcideas.com, on Twitter, at bfcideas, or at my webpage, bfcideas.com. Thank you, and I hope you'll tune in to the next episode of the Better, Faster, Cheaper Ideas podcast.